The DWA podcast is recorded live to SD card at the old Wrigley building in Santa Cruz, California. Driving while awesome podcast radio hour. <laughs> oh God. Yo, do you guys know what a fluffer is? GTO Mellow Grinds. Oh, I got a PT Cruiser. It's a convertible. It's really cool. All the smells of crayons for you. <laughs> hey, YOLO, you only have one life. Do you have coilovers? No, beat it. Yeah, I'd say that's a pretty good podcast right there. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, I screwed it up. <laughs> oh, like an angel singing down to yeah, us. I heard her. Angelic. <laughs> All right. Uh, Angelica. Welcome to Driving Well Awesome. My name is Warren. I'm Lane. I'm Brian. And I'm Art. We just spent 20 minutes trying to figure out <laughs> if we are actually recording. <laughs> it's worth noting that we usually we usually try to avoid computers when it comes to the podcast. Yep. And that's on purpose. Sure. We don't like that weird little hitch because computers act funny sometimes. Um, but right. we're kind of forced to right now. Yeah. And it should yep. also be said that we recorded an entire Patreon episode and it just disappeared uh, because of this so apologize uh, to all the patrons yeah Yeah. I'll send Brian's test in what's that oh Oh, your phone test in put your test up yeah me and Maya singing perfect yeah nice what are you guys singing I forget some made up song it was like a song about like I'm talking I'm talking yeah yeah it wasn't, a, it wasn't hot dog, hot no. dog, hot diggity dog. No, it was a little redundant. Bring that. Why would you bring that up? That's that should be torture. Well, because it's fun inside. Let's come inside, or what does it say? <laughs> Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> I remember that one. It's fun inside. <laughs> let's come inside. <laughs> it's yeah, that's that song. Inappropriate song in the songs. I know. Just add it to the list. Yeah. Um, all right. So uh, I don't know exactly where to kick this off. We discussed the uh, coronavirus impact on the Thursday edition. I don't think there's much more to add to that. Uh, although, Brian, you weren't on, so I don't know if you have anything to chime in with. But um, I do have one piece of information that will make you feel like you're going crazy, is that uh, the Coastal Range Rally was just one week ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Long ago, it's it a whole nother world away. God, right? Oh man, it was that fun is, too. Uh, Paul Paul sent us fun, a, Paul sent us a video uh, that he made, and man, it's like you get out there, you get a few good, you know, like turns where you're like compressing all the suspension and you're bobbing and weaving back and forth. Like it's all it's all about that. It feels so far from where we're at right now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I don't think we actually discussed um, kind of like any favorite sections or favorite runs with people or anything like that. I think that's something kind of a, a fun thing to share with people, you know, like the kind of the combinations of cars that get together and what type, what type of road conditions you end up with, that kind of stuff, you know? Yeah, that's true. I think we did a little bit on the Patreon edition, so it's all moot now. So, yeah, right. might as well, uh, whatever's, on, whatever's on your mind. Yeah, just what what uh, Brian uh, mentioned reminded me of that. So I I got a shot um, in one of the sections after the fog, um, since I was only around for half of the first day. 
Um, and, um, you know, I got a, a super clear shot. Uh, a couple people like kind of moved over, which is nice of them. And I was in the Lancia just kind of moving and, uh, clear road, super twisty, really fun, relatively decent pavement. And I see an E46 M3 up ahead and, you know, I just continue my pace and, and I catch up to him and then he starts moving and then he really, like he, he goes full tilt. And I'm like, it was a really fun experience because I was in a car that has maybe 230 to 240 horsepower, something like that. Um, does have all wheel drive on kind of crap tires. Uh, and he's in an E46 M3 that's super dialed. It was Ryan Barrett. And, uh, you know, he's got good tires and everything. So I had to work so hard to keep up. And like, um, on top of that, um, you know, the fact that it's in the lower power car and everything, um, this car had zero, I mean, zero power below three grand. And like at three, it starts to build boost. And by 3,600, you're at full boost. Um, so I had to dance all over the pedals. I mean, I, I literally was spooling up the turbo while I was like braking and clutching and like, it was just like this whole fucking thing. It was like, like all in, I, you know, you think of like those Walter roll videos where he's just like dancing on the pedals, trying to keep the turbo spooled up while still like, you know, setting up the car for the next corner. And it's like, it was just it super, super hard. Turbo yeah. cars are super hard on tight roads. Yeah. Especially these, the old style, right. Where like modern cars are pretty, it takes linear, a while, yeah. and they spool up pretty gradually. Whereas this is like the a super old style, like nothing to everything within, you know, 500 RPM or something. Um, so that was probably the most kind of entertaining drive I had. Um, I also did have one section where, um, I had to basically loop around. I mean, there was the incident with Joe and someone mentioned to me that a, a white BMW, um, had gone off the road and, and I'm like, what the hell? I'm like, okay, cool. Well, like I have to go back there and try to help out and try to at least get Haggerty out there to him. So I turn around and I go back against traffic and, uh, all I knew was a white BMW. So I didn't know what car it was. And, and, um, you know, about halfway down that one road, I see a, a big group, about 10 cars. And in that group is my, uh, you know, Mike Atati and Joe, and they all wave. I, and I was making a right kind of a right hand tight right hander and they came around on the left hand side. And so I only saw Joe's, uh, driver's side. Right. And he gave me a thumbs up. So I saw him thumbs up, Mike thumbs up. And I was, and I just drove, drove past, I think it was, uh, Sean Grimes gave me a thumbs up in the Miata and I keep going and I'm like, dude, where is this freaking car, dude? I'm like, did they go way off, you know? <laughs> and, and so I ended up making a loop all the way back into town. And, uh, you know, it, it turns out that it was, it was Joe. I was thinking maybe it was, um, it was Jesse, you know, in his E30 and, uh, which was a white E30 sedan. And, um, at that point I get back to town and I, I go up one and, uh, I had a beautiful clear shot of that section. And like, normally that's, you know, kind of trafficy. And that was super fun too. Cause I, I never get to drive that section without a single car on the road. And, um, and as you guys know, it's a, a beautiful twisty area, very, very smooth pavement with really excellent banking and really scenic with the, with the bay on the left-hand side there. So that was super cool. I did the same thing actually. I, I took that section of one because we'd already pre-ran those other interior roads. And, um, same thing. I was solo, no traffic. Um, it actually was kind of wet, but, um, the pavement's so good. You kind of forget about all that. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, it was, yeah, not even an issue really. Right. Right there where it's, it's so nice. Yeah. That was really, really good. Um, yeah, that, that is a, that yeah, is I'm a just rare, rare spot to get good, clear, clear run. It is a really great road. 
that's, yeah. that's usually I'm usually just thinking right now that that's we did we did definitely recap the rally on Patreon. So stories are like we definitely talked about a lot of this. So um I don't know how deep we want to go, but um yeah, all right. So you you ended up taking the car home and you figured out what was wrong with it. In fact, I mentioned it on the rally recording that we did um in Clear Lake that you had kind of figured it out, but you're pretty confident that the fender liner was the noise and issue. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally done and fixed. I mean, yeah, basically, um what I guess I didn't get a chance to mention it. Um you had talked about it a little bit, but I, I was hearing a really loud, almost like a grinding kind of like metallic sound on on harder left hand turns and especially at speed with some compression. And um driving straight or around town, like it was barely barely anything. I mean, straight, nothing, but, you know, making a left-hand turn at a stoplight, it wasn't doing it. And so, um, I had stopped to look and I, you know, I put my hand in there and I couldn't really see, and, you know, the car is pretty low. So like the wheels kind of tuck up into the wheel wells and I didn't see anything. And, and, um, the car's alignment is a little funky as it is. So like under braking, it was kind of like being a little darty and kind of pulling to the right. And I was like, man, is this the diff? Is this the alignment? And so I thought it might've been the front diff. And, because it sounded like it was right underneath in front of the shifter, like a little to the right, but kind of central. And, uh, and so the reason that it was, it was there is, um, what was happening is the tire was rubbing. It already had rubbed through the fender liner and it was rubbing the body. So the body, the, all of that noise was resonating through the body, as you can imagine, you know? And so, so it was up to a firewall and it was like this, you know, as the, as the tire tread hit it, like with a certain frequency, it sounded like an internal grinding, almost like imagine like a failing axle or something, you know? And, um, and it was that, and then there was a little flap that was sticking out. So it was almost like a baseball card on a bicycle tire effect. (laughs) So, so it was like this high frequency kind of metallic thing with this like, and that was actually literally just a a plastic flap that was sticking out getting hit by the tire. But, um, it was not, not obviously not a, a big issue. Um, I think now the, the, the thing is, is trying to figure out what the solution is because the suspension on that car is super nice. It's like a Bilstein rally setup and it's, it handles really nice. It actually rides beautifully. Like over some of those rough roads, it was like totally fine. And, um, it's just that it sits low, but it does have a 17 inch diameter wheel. Uh, and stock, it came with a 15. So, um, the, this is a, a Delta Integrale Evo one and the Evo ones came with a 15 wheel, 15 by seven and a half. I think it was, uh, 15 by seven and a half inch wheel. And, uh, the Evo twos came with a 16. So this is way oversized. Um, huh. and even though it does have a 40 series, um, sidewall, like it's still about an inch and a half to, to an inch and three quarters, um, bigger than stock. So, I was talking to the owner and like about, you know, putting, putting a smaller diameter tire and wheel on there. And he's totally up for that. So it'll look, it won't look as cool, but, um, at least, you know, it, uh, it definitely will, should help. I don't know if it'll completely eliminate the rubbing issue, but it should help with that. But isn't it just that, wouldn't it be fine if you just like basically cut away that inner fender liner in that spot or did it like a little patch? So it wasn't, 
Well, there, there's the flapping part, the little flap. Sure. That's the, that's the easy one to fix. It's, it's that it's rubbing into the metal. Remember? So I'd rub through the actual fender liner on the in, uh, kind of up on the inside of the fender well. And so when it compresses there, it's, there's no fixing that it already rubbed through the fender liner and it's rubbing up on the inside of, of the, yeah. the actual metal of the, the body rather. Yeah. Jeez. Wow. Yeah. So is that like a weird bolt pattern or what? How do you, can you just get 15 inch wheels? It is a weird bolt pattern, but I think you can get away with a, so it's, it's a, it's a five by nine, eight. It's not a five, you know, typically it's a hundred, one twelve, one twenty, whatever, one, one, two. And, uh, um, I know that a five by 100 works on this car because, um, uh, Tim McNair back on the East Coast uh, had reached out about getting 1552 integrales for his, his, uh, Lancia Delta integrale. And, uh, and I, I connected him with the guys over at 1552 and he put, um, the, the 17 by seven and a halfs on there. I think the ones that are on this car are 17 by eights, um, but they're not, you know, they're not 1552s, but they're of that same design. I think they're the original ones, right? The Compomotives or whatever they are. Um, and, uh, so, Technically, um, you could, you could get away with a five by 100 because it's, it's, it's so, it's, it's off by so little and the hole on the bolt hole is big enough to give you that much leeway, you know? Um, but, um, yeah, finding a five by nine eight is basically, you know, it, it, you're talking about importing wheels from Estonia or whatever on eBay. Like it, it's, they're impossible to find. Um, so you, you, but you can get away with a five by 100. I'm guessing with some brands, I know that 1552 wheels work. Yeah, it's always a little weird. freaky. Yeah, it's a little sketch. Uh, yeah, I don't like it. Seems weird, but, uh, or, and it, adapters would be a hard thing to find too. And then also you're probably dealing with weird, like if you don't necessarily want to put big spacers on that thing. But. Yeah, then you're dealing with offset and issues and all that. Right, so, right. so there's the, um, I don't know if you guys saw that, uh, they had released the, in, the integrale gravel, which is basically a, a yeah. 15 inch version of the, the law, the wide or the larger diameter integrale wheel that I had oh. on my all track. Oh. And, and so it's a 15 inch version of that, but it has, um, like a filled in center. You would have to pull it up instead of like the, the spokes being exposed or having holes in them. Like it's filled in, in the middle. It almost looks like a disc, like the kind of a turbo yeah. pan style. Um, and, uh, that would be the, I think that's the wheel to go with. Um, that's the one that I'm recommending to Dan. So, um, I think you should, you should go with those. They have them in 15 by seven. It's not seven and a half, but I think yeah. um, it's, it'll, it'll get them by if you just kind of maybe oversizes the tire a little bit. Well, yeah. What, where's the section? What's the width on the tires right now? They're two fifteen forty seventeens, and stock. Oh, is, that's perfect for a seven. Yeah, uh, the, but the stock is the stock um, tire on this car is a two hundred five fifty fifteen. Oh, so that's that's good for a seven inch too. Um, yeah. yeah, it's all good. It's all within the realm, right? You can go yeah, anything yeah. from like one ninety one ninety five to. 225 really right um with a seven so you're all good but uh it seems like a 1552 could do some blank like a casting without the holes and then you can just uh, drill, have them drilled yeah um a lot of companies will do that yeah, yeah but, or or you can get some some wheel companies are made to order basically 
Yeah, which um, yeah, same thing with fifteen fifty two. They 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 actually start with a blank as as Lane mentioned. Um, yeah. They stock some that are already pre drilled, but a lot of them are made to order. So that's a good point. Actually, I didn't even think about that. I mean, he could technically order the five by nine eight. Yeah. 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 I mean, that would be ideal. Right. I guess it's just it seems like you don't want to compromise the the studs and stuff by having right. them and the not having off. them perfectly centered and stuff in the bore and everything. I don't know. It's just yeah. Yeah, kind of sketch, you know. Right, it's just a matter of like time, right? Like, I mean, uh, this car is like he was just put back together, and the owner really wants to drive it. <laughs> and so, like, yeah, I mean, dude, yeah, dude he, he totally can drive, drive it the way it is, then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And any, how many cars does he have? It's like, well, like <laughs> that's a good I mean, point. Right. Yeah, it's. I don't know. Yeah, I would definitely try and have him do that. That'd be that'd be cool though. Um. Yeah, that sucks to be rubbing the the actual. That's like the ZR1 was doing, right, V1? The ZR1. Our, I like how you call ZR it. ZR none was <laughs> the ZR. Wow. The, the ZR none was was the you know because he had those oversized wheels in the back. Yeah, and they were rubbing against the body back there. Yeah, the scary part too was there was a um, in like part of the trailing arm pieces. Uh, the, there was a, a bolt head that was sticking out and it was oh, the tire was wearing against that. So it was like Ooh. polishing Ooh. the top of the bolt. And so there was a yeah. groove cut like right around the edge of the, like the, basically the corner of the tire on the inside. Um, there yeah. was a notch cut out and it was just on one side. Oh. And, you know, so it would have been great to put a little spacer in there, but they were so wide that it was like, yeah. Spacer probably would not have worked. It would have been rubbing in all sorts of new places. But yeah, yeah they were already so far out. Yeah, the good thing about that was I uh, the thing was such a piece of shit that I didn't see keeping it for very long, so I didn't have to worry about it. <laughs> yeah, and then the uh, so yeah, the new owner just redid everything. Yeah, Art on the Delta. Did they put new suspension on it since we drove it? No, it's the same. Oh, okay. I don't remember it being very compliant and smooth on good on rough surfaces. Yeah, it's it's really nice. The only issue is that um, the the dashboard feels like it's going to jump out of the car because it's all rattling apart. But um, yeah, I kind of remember it like crashing and stuff. So, uh, rides so on, nice. Um, yeah, I remember it being on our test loop. I yeah, well, remember it being bad. Um, we might, well, there might be an opportunity to do a, a post test after this is all sorted. <laughs> um, yeah. but, um, yeah, the, I'm good, dude. yeah, the thing is that, yeah, the, the interior is, is where you get a lot of that sensation. It's like, it's, it's just really cheap, thin plastics. You know, you feel like all the tabs that are holding everything together are going to fall apart. Um, which is kind of gnarly, right? I mean, it, it's, it's kind of, it's supposed to be, I mean, it's designed for this kind of driving and this kind of stuff, but yeah, it, it was also based. I guess they didn't on, have full interiors. Right. It's also based on a, uh, you know, an economy. Economy yeah. Exactly. yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, how about you guys though? Did you guys hit any, any cool sections, any, any cool combos of cars that you guys ran with? Yeah. I had a really good section on like highway 101. I was like cruising at like 60 miles an hour. Stopped got some ice cream. <laughs> um, oh yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Went, so- into hot, went into Ukiah, you know, really cool section. That's a cool section. Just no, like, but- uh, like yeah, am I track or something? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, just bumping away, dude. Um, yeah, I didn't really do any sections. I just went. I like beeline place to place. So, 
That was my rally. For all of them? Yeah. No way. Really? He skipped all the stuff? Well, and, and Lane's yeah. car is like still busted. I don't know. So, oh, right. yeah, a lot of this yeah. is like catching up our on our last podcast that was in the hotel, really. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. So, yeah, like, uh, I, I don't know if you heard, uh, but Lane's still having all the same issues. All right. Yeah, so yeah. Like, but then also he was helping people, so that's part of the reason why he was crewed Yeah, right. yeah that, was day, that was day one, though. And that's why I took you. That's why I took that road then, because uh, I was really far behind everyone. Mm-hmm. But um, day two, I just beeline to lunch. Actually, Warren did too. Straight to lunch. Lunch part. We hung out a coffee shop with Rakatiki, and and then uh, Warren and I had like a little run in the afternoon, but I wasn't able to get after it at all. So, um, and then when he he went left, and I went straight into. Uh, um, straight into whatever that town at Clear Lake, mm-hmm. and then uh, day three, I just drove straight to um, our last stop. But Lane, I wanted to ask, how did you get from Clear Lake to Napa without going over twenty eight in the snow? No, I went over t- uh, twenty eight. Which one's twenty eight? Twenty eight is the one that looks like Highway Nine or Seventeen that we went and pulled up. No, I went over that. There was there was no snow. Yeah, there was what? no snow for me either. But I I was a little bit later than you guys I think. On twenty eight, you went over that too, Brian. Yeah, yeah, because we we just went through. Yeah, Brian went that way. Yeah. Oh, and we were actually Weird super stoked because we we skipped the main rally route, and so we weren't expecting anything, and so very pleasantly surprised that we got to run that. So that was fun. But the uh, the guys in the GT three and I think uh, Croc ran into like dude. It was I don't know, but. Oh. No, so I, they went, I went a little bit later. I, well, I, I will so say confused. that over 28, uh, I went a little later. Like, we ate, stayed and ate breakfast in the morning. We were probably, you know, two, three hours behind everybody, actually, by the end of it. Um, <clears throat> well, maybe not that much. And when we went through, it was like, uh, I think my temperature sensor uh, ambient temperature it might be broken but uh matt and his m3 his was showing like 36 degrees um and so that was that was you know even after it had a chance to theoretically warm up so i wouldn't be surprised if there were snowflakes earlier well i went right when everyone left at you know right after driver's meeting and uh there was zero snow it was totally fine and i didn't see any signs of any snow or anything Oh, yeah, maybe those guys left like first thing in the morning um, from the hotel. Um, just, no, they were uh, they were at or the GT3 touring was at the drivers meeting. Weird. Okay, well so, I don't know where they had they to went there. a different. I think that was a different road or a different route. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because they looked heavy, man. <laughs> what they yeah. brought? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was gnarly where they were, and that was definitely that was not. Now. Yeah, that was not 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 twenty eight. For okay. sure, because yeah. his car. I have a picture of the GT3 at the drivers meeting that morning. Um, I thought, and I'm and, thinking, like, how did how did you and I hit the snow? But they did, and you guys are kind of going the same no. way. And, uh, yeah. Well, the last yeah. Day, there was no really signs good. of snow either. It was like, it you know, it didn't look like it was like there was no remnants or anything. Yeah. The last day, I since I'm the only one that ran it out of the four of us. Um, it was, I went the smoother section since we had pre-ran the rough section on, you know, in the monster or whatever, but, uh, it was pretty awesome. I mean, very remote. So 
obviously with the virus and stuff, it's even less people on the road, but I had the entire stretch. I mean, over an hour of driving, I didn't have one car in front of me the entire time. No way. Yeah. I was solo, but, um, I only had a handful of cars pass in the other direction, but, um, really cool, uh, kind of farm, uh, vineyard roads. And then leading up to the regroup was rad, really good, uh, photo ops. And then the, the road, the final road into Napa was one of the best, I'd say, as far as like elevation change, um, pavement quality and just a good run. So it was wet. So everyone was kind of taking it easy, but we had a really good group. I had uh, Teal in the M5 behind me. And then uh, I think I had Raj in the six series in front of me and then a few other cars like um, Jason Connor. And um, who are the guys in there? There's a career 4S, like a newer one. Black. The gray one? Black. Or maybe it was gray. Yeah. Um, they were up ahead there too, but um yeah, it was a good run. So kind of a good way to finish off and then um pretty good group at the final lunch, which was nice to see everyone and say goodbyes before the world ends and uh yeah, so here we are. Yeah, it was that was interesting. I went um since I went straight there, even that, that straight route on day three, the last day, like so the lunch true. was yeah, it's actually a kind of a good road. Um, yeah, super, it's, super pretty. You know, I wasn't, I wasn't doing anything, but it was still like, you know, it was still kind of a fun road just to drive on. Well, it's nice. And, yeah, uh, yeah, that's like that. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. Like, uh, wine. And it had turns and stuff, and yeah, it was it was really nice. Um, but I I got into uh, uh, Napa like, dude, it must have been like nine thirty or something. Whoa. Or like oh, ten o'clock, good. maybe ten o'clock, and I went to a coffee shop and just hung out for like two hours. So that's yeah. also a road cool. that you you took the Silverado Trail. Um, you definitely benefited from the you know lockdown and whatnot because that is usually just like tour vans and you know people oh, yeah. going slow or getting drunk in their Mercedes convertible. <laughs> yeah, all the wine yeah. and stuff. Totally. Sob, sob convertibles too. I've, I've been there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Soft convertibles, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, as far as the rally goes, I'm, I'm super glad we got to pull it off. And um, I, I think we've said it before, but if it had been the following weekend, this weekend that we're recording right now, um, it would have for sure been canceled completely. Um, Fuck and yeah. uh, we basically just were already kind of, uh, there was momentum. Uh, <laughs> you know, things were getting crazy, but it wasn't like banned we i think the i think it was 100 people or less was still okay and we were right there at 100 and um by monday when we got home it was like 10 people or less or whatever you know so that and uh the restaurant still wanted to have us and that all worked out really well and people still wanted to come and i just think all that would change you know if we were trying to do this you know there's just no way yeah i had a random um kind of a super random, um, what do you call it? Incident yesterday. So we're trying to kind of get out, you know, whenever we can. And, uh, yesterday we decided, all right, let's give a picnic a shot. And like, we basically took our picnic blanket and some chairs and went here to the waterfront and just kind of, you know, stayed away off from the trail and kind of in our own little green space. And, uh, Amelia is feeding some ducks and freaking Serge is jogging by like just out of the blue. He's like, what? and I'm like, what the hell? Like, and, and I mean, if the reason I bring this up is that 
he was actually supposed to head straight back to Colorado in an attempt to get back home. Oh, yeah. Remember? So he right. bailed on the rally, um, like basically after day one and was still super stoked to even participate at all. And it turns out that exactly what he feared happened. So he tried to get back out there and he didn't, he wasn't able to. So he stuck around and it turns out mm. that he could have actually done the whole rally. Um, oh, and, yeah. So it's, it, so he was like here at his, at his parents' house to basically just kind of hanging out until he can head back and just kind of, I, you know, what trips me out more than anything in life is like, you know, like everyone, I feel like, you know, we're all on, on this planet and there's coordinates and like somehow every single action that you have will, will put you in certain places at a certain time where you kind of intersect with other people. And it's like every single decision that we had made in the last few days determined (laughs) that we were going to eventually meet each other there on just in this random little tiny spot, um, you know, in foster city. Right. It's so weird. Um, That is weird. So he's with his son too, right? So they're both trapped, huh? Yeah, so yeah, so son was on the scooter and he was jogging and um yeah, just uh, small world stuff. Yeah, and uh he's like, Yeah, dude, I'm I'm kinda stuck out here, so uh we'll see how that goes for him. It looks like you know, probably I mean at this point everything's getting more and more locked down, so he's gonna be here for a couple of weeks, I imagine at least. Yeah, it's damn it. Damn. I haven't heard of Unless I he didn't drives. hear about any domestic domestic travel stuff, but you couldn't fly back to Colorado. I think a lot of flights are being canceled because I, I keep seeing like United cutting their, excuse me, their, their schedule by like, <clears> and a lot of planes are being yeah. and stuff. So um, I think they're just running like a leaner kind of smaller operation. So uh, they're ground. My neighbor's, a, my neighbor's a Delta pilot and said they're down to 40% of normal. Wow. That's, that's huh. very, very little. <laughs> I thought yeah, Travis Tucker something. was, Travis Tucker was able to make it back to um, Santa Barbara. Yeah. I mean, if you're driving, you're fine. Oh, no, he flew. That's right. No, he flew. That's right. From SFO. Small plane, probably, yeah. right? Like, small impact. Well, yep. he showed the plane. It was like, he's, he's like, here's what travel looks like right now. And you saw there was like one person, like, eight rows up or something. Yeah. Wild. And that guy went on a drive, breaking all the rules. Well, I don't know what Santa Barbara oh, yeah. County is. I think, the, I think it's fine. Kind of. I don't know. I don't know. The, the rules are a little fuzzy. Yeah, uh, I know. I think it's fine too, but then you hear people say no unnecessary travel. And it's like, well, does that mean you know traveling to the mall to like go shopping? Yeah, you don't want to do that. But um, by yourself, you get into your car by yourself. You stay in your car. You go on a yeah. drive. You come back to your garage. Like, I don't. Yeah, yeah that's, that's really affecting much. Yeah, that sort of thing makes it's, sense. You're contained the entire time. It's long drives to the store is what they're calling them. Oh yeah, <laughs> to get needed supplies. Yeah. Yeah. Right, exactly. Right. You take the long way there to get your uh, your diapers and your toilet paper. Yeah, exactly. I was, I was chatting with Matt during work, and he uh, he was saying that he went to the store, and he's like, oh, you know, he's like up in like Daly City area, and he said it was felt like he was doing something illegal the whole time, and he's like, it's such a strange feeling, uh, <laughs> just a trip yeah. to the store, and you're like breaking the law, and like you know all the shelves are empty, you know. Yeah, dude, how about like just speaking of like illegal and everything shutting down, like, I mean, like any sort of automotive gathering of any shape or form, like just completely gone. Like it's like they're like everything from motorsport, to everything that we do, all the shows, all the conferences, everything, morning motors, everything. <laughs> it's so crazy, man. Yeah, I know it is crazy. And uh, I still think like, it feels like having a morning motors where people just stay six feet apart is still legit. Right. I mean, 
that, but I think it's, it's I not, think it would be majorly frowned upon. Yep. I, I like do too. You're, no, no, I do you're too. Literally, you I mean, it, like, I don't know. I, I, I didn't yeah. get a chance to listen to the pod, the Thursday show because I don't have a commute. Um, uh, and didn't spin it up. So I don't know how deep you guys got into all this stuff. Uh, and if we want to do that again, but, um, yeah, but, I mean, it's like, yeah, yeah feel free. They're like, yeah, if you like, we could literally be in this for months. <laughs> Yeah. Even even if we're staying away from each other, and just the how easily it does spread, it's like if you know, I I would hate for it to be under our name. Like, hey, come out to yep. this thing, and it's like, oh yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You just totally. added six weeks of the calendar. No, I'm, idiots. <laughs> I know. I think but, I think you know, what if you do a drive by? Everybody, yeah, it feels like it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be effective, but it, it is. Yeah, like right. I, I totally get that, and that's where my mind keeps going. I keep going this revolving pattern where I'm going. I have all this free time and the roads are clear and gas is cheap. I should go on, should go on a trip or something, do something. And then I go, oh, I can't do it. I can't do it. Wait, wait, no, but I have all this time and all like the roads are clear and there's all these parks are empty. Oh, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. Yeah. I just keep, I keep doing this fucking Dude, thing. I have the solution, man. Uh, we have to rent, rent out an old drive-in. Everybody pulls out uh, just cars. Stay that. You yeah. stay in, you I have to stay in your car. That. That was, and, uh, that brilliant. yeah, we stay in our car and then, um, Maybe we, we do, we do a, we could walk around. We do a podcast of us and we're in full, uh, you know, hazmat gear. head to toe hazmat gear. And then yeah. everybody tunes into a radio station. Yep. Uh, Live. Everybody's on the podcast and everybody's talking. I don't know. Yeah. I, my favorite part of that is, uh, art saying that we need to rent out an old drive-in, which don't exist. You know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> isn't that Santa Cruz one yeah. still there? It is. It, 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 I don't think it has. Oh, yeah, I don't think it has working screens. stuff. But they, oh. it still yeah, does have the down like parking spots ago. that are at angles, <laughs> which is yeah, somehow feels good. The battle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We. Uh, my neighbors are talking about doing a happy hour thing tonight in my cul-de-sac and just b- making a big circle six feet apart and all <laughs> bringing our lawn chairs out and just sitting. <laughs> yeah. And having a beer. I don't know. That's that's totally legit, but. Um, cars are tough, man. It's like, I don't know. Yeah. It's very frowned upon. Like you said, it doesn't feel like you're doing anything super wrong, but at the same time, it's unnecessary. And that's the whole goal is to kind of keep people yeah, that's the whole point. in and away from each other. Yeah. It's um, although, like I before, said, like I was saying, oh, well, I was saying, you know, everyone's still, you're allowed to exercise and everyone's going, on walks and they all decide to go to Westcliff where everyone else is and the paths eight feet wide. And there's, you know, it's like, it, it ends up where you're three feet next to someone. So like, I mean, there's still like all this, you know, quote unquote exposure happening. Like, you know, on this, I went on a walk with my family today up at, up at Pogonup at UCSC and we encountered like probably 30, 30 to 40 people on the trails, you know? Which is way yeah. more than you normally would have, by the way, too. Totally. Exactly. Everybody's yeah, and hiking. we did have, yeah, and I did, I was telling these guys before, but um, there was one lady, and we were, we were like, every time we'd walk by, somebody would stick to the right, and this lady's like, can you move, children, move as far to the right as possible, as she's walking yeah. towards us. And I was just like, uh, we can't go anymore. We can't go further to the right. We can't, we'll fall down the mountain. We can't go any further. Sorry. And it's just like, it's yeah. like, you know, 
it, the world is getting weird, dude. Like, but people like that, you're like, why are you leaving your house? Like, if you're that crazy about it, right. you know, like, right. Yeah. So that doesn't seem. She could be. Right. She could be that crazy, like on any day. Like maybe that's just normal crazy for her. <laughs> True, huh? Yeah. 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 <laughs> What I'm tripping that on is like, you know, just how, what kind of an impact this is going to have. Like, cause I mean, there, I think there is a lot of unnecessary gatherings and meetings and like, and this is going to show how I like basically bring all that to light. Right. And like, yeah. But, and, and one weird thing that I'm seeing now is like, I was actually reading today that, um, you know, the formula one calendar right now has been basically completely postponed and, and or canceled. And, uh, they're, they're going to do esports instead. So they're going to have Formula One drivers, not entirely, but they're going to mix it up because each Formula One team has an esports team that already races online. So oh. they're going to mix in Formula One drivers with like esports drivers and have basically races on the calendar date. So like the, starting yeah. with Bahrain, um, which is, I don't know. I mean, like <laughs> it's so bizarre, right? You're not getting the, the actual so R and D, but you're getting. So weird, so and so boring. It's like I wouldn't doesn't I mean, even matter if it was. I like I'm gonna, it. Tu- I'm gonna tune in. I'm gonna see what it's. It's something, man. I want to. I want to. I want to be entertained. <laughs> yeah, it's better than nothing, you know. I yeah. guess, but um, guess. and it's it interesting. It'll be. I'd rather watch well, an old race uh, than watch a fucking video game. Yeah, but you're still watching a life of. A real life looking video game and guess, yeah, real people know, driving. Bullshit. Well, I mean, bullshit. Yeah, watch, watch a real fucking race with fucking Wait, fans. But, and hold on, hold on. Art, is it is it the, the actual F one drivers or the esports team Mixed. for that F one team? Mixed. No, some of they already do that. You get the real F one teams. Like the real drivers, like playing. The That's video. what they're saying. I think that'd be super entertaining. Yeah, so it's yeah. it's gonna be a mix of real F1 drivers and part, and some of them will be the esports team. Um, so it's gonna be interesting yeah. to see. Obviously, like F- so, go for it. There is. I'm I'm sure like Landau and Lando and Carlos and Verstappen, they're super into esports and stuff. So and uh, i racing and stuff. So those guys are probably super down to do it. And yeah. then there's guys like Kimi who he's, you know, he's probably not as inclined to do that. Right. But um, yeah. a lot of the younger kids are, are super into it anyway. So it could be kind of cool. Yeah. I'm I'm going to check it out. I think it's interesting also because um, historically this is the way that formula one drivers test, you know, like in the modern age, like, uh, yeah. like before you go to a track before, you know, like you, you test, um, you know, on, on, on a rig, you know, on a sim. So it's, it's, um, yeah it's basically taking that and putting it out there. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. I'm curious to see how it goes. I've never spectated esports before. They've always been there. I mean, not always, but as since they've existed online, I haven't checked them out. So, um, but I mean, so I talked about it on a recent podcast, but I did watch one of the, um, the, the F1 races, the esports F1 races or part, part of one. Mm-hmm. Um, how was it like a while ago? But, you know, it's all the teams and everything, and they have two Renault drivers and two Ferrari drivers and all that stuff. I mean, it's kind of, like, interesting, but it's kind of, like, it's hard to take seriously, you know, because they do this whole production. They have a whole, they have this, you know, this production, you know, with all the cars, the the rigs spaced around, and they're announcing them, and the guys are getting all, all upset and pissed and, you know, at the end of the day, it's just a video game. So it's kind of weird. To, it's, it's kind of hard to wrap your head around, I think. So um, is it commentated just, are they going to use the same formula one commentators? You think? 
Oh, I don't know about that. They they always they don't for the for the one they had they have currently. I think but, that's uh, really key, right? That's like super important because that's really yeah. what builds the like the the event. And I mean, for sure. of course, you know there isn't a there isn't the element of 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 danger, which is like the most the biggest thing with form with any form of racing, right? Is being on the edge and yeah. pulling your vehicle and potentially running into someone else and like what that you know th- that's kind of a big big part of this. So that missing I think is what kind of feels a little weird, but I don't know. I'm curious. I'm going to give it a shot. I mean, and I, I don't know. I mean, I don't think this is going to replace F1, but I'm thinking of, okay, there's that, but let's talk about, you know, like big tr- car shows and trade shows and all that, like, you know, being canceled. Like, so like you have like the San Francisco auto show, right? I know people want to interact with the car, but like how much of that's, how much of that can you emulate in a, in a, in some uh, virtual space, right? Like for, for the average consumer, right? Not, not for us. Yeah, but, so it's yeah. just, it's all going to be, I don't know. We'll see how that, what kind of an impact this has on people and meetings and all that kind of shit and working oh, from really. home, right? Telecommuting. Right. right. Yeah. Right. Like what, yeah. how, how does that, how does that, uh, move everyone closer? I mean, it's like been technically possible for lots of people to work from home for a long time, but there's been a lot of resistance to it too. And yeah. is this going to open eyes to, you know, if, if we really do have to make do for several months, that's going to prove it out. Right. And people are going to find techniques for being able to keep, keep working, keep making money. And, and that'll be interesting. That'll be kind of an eye opening experience. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, uh, distractions, uh, at home and watching motorsport, um, I won't be watching people play video games, but, um, on Amazon prime, I started watching uh, vintage motorsport rally cars and it's from 1999, but it essentially is period footage from the history of rallying all the way till, well, I've only been got up to group B so far, but um, it's entirely period footage. So no like breakaway interviews or anything like that. And it just has one narrator. It's two and a half hours long and it is really awesome. Like what is, where can we every, it's on Amazon prime and okay. vintage motorsport rally cars two and a half hours so um, is this uh um, joe jones is the guy or something i'm trying to look yeah joe okay. jones I'm, I'm just um, looking at this is one of the so we're all i'm sitting in front of a computer right now so anytime we talk about something i can actually just look it up but yeah yeah okay. that's it um so check it out if you have amazon prime um it's even a good just background thing and then my son's came into the room and I was watching it and he's, he just sat down and was like glued to it because it's all just yeah. fucking drifting around the mud and, uh, old, you know, escort Mexico's and the early Audi stuff before they went full group B. And it's really cool. Super rad. Also uh shout out to Audi for having Michelle Mouton on the racing team that early on in like 1980, she was winning races as a world Dude, rally she was champion. Killing it. And I think her co-driver I mean, was, she had a woman co-driver too, I think. I don't know about that. I, I mean, I might be remembering it wrong, but uh, for sure she was driving and winning races against a stacked field of like, you know, Stig Bloomquist and all those guys that were like very, very seasoned. And uh, she did have a great car, but I mean, she, she still totally killed it. And um, hats off to Audi for having her be on the team because there's yeah. probably a lot of people to choose over, you know? So for I just sure. picked that up yesterday as we were watching. She was she was badass. That sounds cool. Did, did you guys um uh, watch Uppity yet? No, no. Um, Definitely check. I out. watched like I watched uh probably 
first half or so, maybe a little more. Uh, That's Brian's the one with the uh, screen right now. Oh, who's on their computer? I am. Oh, okay, I'm, I'm, watch, I'm watching your screen. Yeah, that looks yeah. super cool. It's a Mini Cooper. Now it's a Delta or Lancia Stratos. Now it's a fucking. It's very Alpha. cool. Is that a Pinto? What the hell is that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> there's a lot of cars that I'm like. There's some weird Fiat and some of the British stuff and even Fords um, that I'm like I have no reference to. I'm just looking at these things. I'm like, it kind of looks like an Escort, but. I've yeah. never seen that before, and there's box halls that are rolling through there, like late '70s stuff. I'm like, I have no idea. It's just off my radar. Yeah. yeah. But if anyone's ever, <laughs> you know, interested in rally and uh, even the cars that we obsess over, which is, you know, the Lancias, the the Audis and stuff, and and all this uh, history, this is a great one to watch because it definitely gives you a little bit of context. Um, 911s, the Citrons, the early Sobs. In fact, like the Sobs, that early, what was it called? The Sobs, the little two-stroke thing. Uh, oh, no. Their oh, first yeah. model. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, shit. Like 96 or something? Or what is it? It's 96 or whatever it is. But 93? No, 99's a... I don't remember. But yeah, Anyways, the two-stroke I... one, right? Yeah, the guy won the rally championship in that car, I think, two years running. And the reason he won, it did so well, is the suspension was super soft. That was one of the things Sob ah. figured out early. And and we always talk about, like, you know, for our roads, we want some compliance, and Sidewall has to do with that. But, I mean, that was case in point. Like, he was winning the championship because his car could just blast over shit. And, mm-hmm. and it's great watching it. I mean, it was, like, the lowest-powered car other than, like, the Mini Coopers, but it had the best suspension, and so he was able to just fucking rally, literally. That's yeah. cool. That might yeah. have been, yeah, I, I wish I was better, because I just read through that whole rally book that I got, and all, all oh, yeah. that was described, uh, and the dude who was doing that, I, it could have been Stig Blomquist, or I don't know. I, I think I, it was. And then he goes on to, uh, you know, run teams that won rally. Uh, exactly. And, Including and, Audi. Yeah. I think he was on the Audi team yeah. as like an advisor. Yeah, there was um, a lot of mixing it, in there. Yeah. And I, I'll also like say what you want about Formula One racers. They're intense. They're obviously very, very talented. But take a like 1970s rally car driver and what they're dealing with. I mean, the Safari rally, these rallies around the world, they're fucking fixing shit. They're like coming into the pits after a long day, sweaty as fuck, like super covered in dirt, getting underneath the car, fixing shit, getting back back out there. It's like and just an intense, and <laughs> intense they were, shit. They were different back in the seventies. They were true like endurance events, and then yes. somewhere uh, along the way, I think uh, in the eighties, they turned into a more television friendly kind of like a sprint type of thing. Right, um, but the endurance totally. events were like. You know, this point, it started as these cars that, uh, you know, they were basically Whoa, heavy duty Brad, Or Brian, and you should probably it, end the, the screen sharing. It's like messing with the. Uh, Brian, you're a robot. Yeah. Well, Brian just went into the Matrix, but I hope to get yeah, that. Yeah, dude. I think Brian got bit, yeah. dude. I, <laughs> Brian has got COVID. I just COVID. Did you eat a, you eat a bat? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, that was crazy. What happened is your, your voice got like all uh, pixelated, basically. Robotic. I was. Uh, I'm like also. Uh, I've got another podcast where I'm like doing a rapper. I, I'm, I'm becoming uh, a rapper. Uh, you're auto tuning. I was. I was practicing my auto tune. Oh, that makes sense. I'll, I'll stop doing that. 
Um, that's not that's good work. PWA consumption. <laughs> I'm not doing that. Anyways, <laughs> I, uh, I, let I, me make a statement no, here. So you're talking about rallying, dude. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Off, I'm off Group B. I'm all about Group A, dog. Group A's cool, dude. <laughs> group A's cool. Whoa. Everybody, everybody loves Group B. Group A is where it's at. Group A, dog. Group I don't a, know but why where it's at. I mean, I, I definitely dig it. I, I that's a great hashtag to follow, by the way. It's one uh, group A, group a dog. Yeah, group A dog. I follow. Group a dog. <laughs> no, I'm just I, like I think. Yeah, a lot of people think about vintage rally, and they're just all about the group B stuff, which is cool in a way. But I mean, it's just it it kind of shows if you're a uh, if you're more about the building or the driving. I mean, like it. Sure, there's a huge wow factor in the crazy cars that they built for Group B, and it was just an arms race, right? Like yep. technology, technology, technology. Um, and that's rad if you want, like, you know, just people flying into trees and, you know, exploding cars and, you know, just ultimate speed. But what I, I really relate to the cars that are, like, you see on the street. And so after Group B got banned, then it got into, like, the manufacturers jumping into Group A and just making, you know, solid cars really great off-road. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, that's where you get the... Subaru GC8s and and the the Toyota Celicas and the those teams had to yeah. work very hard to uh, make you know production cars work well on rally stages and driver yeah. skill I think really uh, uh, you know is what made uh, teams shine also and um, uh, instead of just like straight balls right mm-hmm. <laughs> and like I felt like you, you read a little bit about the group group B stuff and it just sounds like I mean, I would imagine those the drivers were just straight up scared. <laughs> it's like I don't know. I like the more relatable Group A stuff after. Where it's like, yeah, you I think that's you. You hit on it. You hit on it with more relatable. It's just attainable and uh, E30 M3s and Subarus and yeah, Lancers and stuff like that's all super cool. And it's they're plenty capable. <laughs> Man, they're totally. insane cars. Yeah, I think that's that's a good point. It's kind of like Formula One too, right? People uh, once they get to the point of needing specific computers to even start the cars, you know, uh, yeah. make it a little less, I don't know, relatable. Right. Did, did you get into the touring car stuff at all, Brian? Cause that, that's also part of the group A, uh, FIA regulation. Uh, yeah, uh, no. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm so like, not there's, really great about getting super into any of it, but I, yeah, I just, I just appreciate the old rally cars. There's a lot of good content on, on YouTube. And, um, yeah. and so some of the group A races were support races for Formula One. So those are pretty fun to watch too. Uh-huh. Um, but it's, you know, you're talking about, especially the Australian stuff, you know, the, yeah, the holding oh, yeah. hours, a lot of the V8s. Uh, yeah. but yeah, it's everything that, you know, we know it's, I mean, just because it's production based, right? So it's going to be yeah. R32 Skylines. It's going to be, Everything from like Stereons to 635 CSIs and what are the Sierras? Yeah. If those Ford uh, Cosworths are pretty rad too. Those are those are pretty pretty dominant. Um, yeah, and I mean even like even if you uh, take a look at NASCAR, like that NASCAR was way more interesting when it was real stock cars, right? Metal bumpers, metal bumpers, metal bumpers. Yeah, you talk about it, Wham. Yeah, it's like 1982, 81, 82, 83. They yeah. like made the switch over to. You know, like, uh, you know, starting to get into like, what, what do they call it? Like silhouette bodies. And, mm-hmm. um, and now today it's like t- totally uninteresting to me, even though there's great driving. I'm, I'm, I'm certain of it, but I just, you know, I, it, I, I need something to be a little more relatable and, 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 you know, the car of tomorrow where it's all the same chassis underneath and just a plastic body over top or whatever they yeah. use. Uh, I would watch the shit out of it. 
I'd watch the shit out of an NASCAR race right now if you threw one on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, real quick, uh, I meant to mention this uh, last podcast, but uh, things have been a little wonky and wacky and all of that. But uh, the 560 SEL has sold. Oh, well. Sold. sold. Gone. Tell us more. Yeah. Well, um, so the quick story is put some time and money into it. And one of those things was resealing the power steering uh, box and then uh, finding out that it's still leaking and replacing the unit. So double dipping on that, which was super painful having not having just come from owning or running a shop and then having no rack or anything to even look at the car. So it was like, I was basically at the mercy of a shop and they, they kind of fucked up a little bit. And then, um, Put in storage at my friend's warehouse and then got a text. Hey, it's still leaking. And I was like, motherfucker. Um, oh, damn. And, and this is like just before, I don't know, maybe like two weeks before the rally, we had a bunch of shit going on. And I mean, it's going to get the car, taking it to my friend's shop who can put on a rack, finding out what's going, you know, just like the whole thing. I'm like, oh my fucking God. And I just wanted that thing gone. Well, during the rally, Someone was at my, my friend at the dealership and the warehouse is where the car was in his, in his dealership. And a guy was in town looking at a car and saw the, the S class made an offer and oh. sold. So I didn't have to deal with the leaky power steering. I didn't have to get the AC recharged and figure that whole thing out, which is another question mark. Um, it's gone, but uh, moral of the story is got a good deal on the car put quite a bit of money into it, including tires and, um, AC. I tried to deal with that and steering leak and, uh, bought a grill for it and some other trim pieces and all that stuff. And then ended up selling it and making a small profit, but definitely wasn't, uh, quite the home run that I was hoping for. Um, but got to experience the car, got to, uh, you know, enjoy it for a little while and didn't lose money on it, but, uh, old cars can be tough. I think there's an adage yeah. for the old, like just, just sell it as quick as you can, you know, or if you're trying to flip a car. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's, it's rare that, you know, it has to be a pretty special car or something that has a pretty high ceiling to be able to put, you know, tires and brakes and all this other stuff into it um, before you start getting uh, kind of uh, close to that line of losing money. So yeah, I think I, I think just cleaning and cleaning and polishing and stuff goes further than a lot of that other stuff, right? Yeah, I agree. You and say I like, oh, it's going to need tires and it's going to need that. And you, they might give you $300 less or $500 less or whatever it is. But it's like just yeah. making it look good and taking good photos is like where it's really at, you know? Yeah, and that's that's another thing I did too is I, I took it into AutoWorks Detailing for a great detail and he did an amazing job. And then Lane and I took it out for a day and took photos of it and yeah. that was all part of it, you know? So it's like quite a bit of money out um, to get to that point. And then I'm glad it's sold though now, obviously, because it would basically have sat in a warehouse for another, fuck, who knows now, right? A year, <laughs> like six months until it would be worth trying to sell it again. Um, yeah. So anyway, it's uh, it's off my mind. It's gone. Um, it was a nice car, and I you know got to enjoy it for a little bit. But 
definitely learned a little bit more of a lesson. It's like every car I buy and sell, you kind of forget that that's the best way to do it. <laughs> but yeah, it's yeah. like yeah. detail the shit out of it, take great photos, make a great ad, see what happens. And then yeah. you can start yeah, exactly. throwing away at stuff. Yeah. Right. So anyways, well, that's gone. I, I, I feel like we didn't get our money's worth because you were going to uh, throw it on bring a trailer and that was going to be interesting. Yeah, and that's what my whole goal was. But dealing with that leak and then basically still having that in the back of my mind, it's like, yeah, bring a trailer, bring a trailer. And I got the photos done with Lane and I had the detail done and everything's like ready to go. And then, oh, it's leaking again. I was like, fuck. And the AC doesn't work anymore, even though I recharged it with R12. So it has a leak somewhere. Uh, so I'm going to sell a car and bring a trailer with a leaky car that. steering box and no AC. And so then it's like, how much is that going to cost? Am I looking at another power steering box? And I mean, all that shit just starts to like weigh on you and you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. There so, are and there's no guarantee on a car. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like I know. something this old, it could need all of them. And that's a nice, like, that's a super nice example. As solid as, as a fucking rock. I mean, that thing yeah. is great. And that still shows you that even that is going to have those issues, right? And um, yeah. So, anyways, it went down to Southern California, I think Santa Monica or something. And so it's still in California. It's out there. But uh, nice. moving on. It's a nice that, car. Yeah. It's really it's solid. Nice um, oh, speak, speaking of AutoWorks detailing. Um, he's still open for business if anyone wants uh, to get their car detailed. And, uh, doing and, he has where, and he has warehouse space as well. So he also mentioned that he's doing disinfecting jobs. So if you want to buy something or, you know, or if you have a car that you just picked up and you want to have him go through it before you pick it up or deal with it, um, he's also doing that. So he has a, a way of doing that, which is a good thing, right, <laughs> right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like you said, he's also got some spots in the warehouse for storage, too, available. I think he's got like six or something like that. And the price is very, very good for the Bay Area. So definitely mm-hmm. hit him up if you're interested. That's what we call it. It's a great location too, right near SFO and Peninsula, great roads. So yeah, hit up Kevin for sure. Um, and I think uh, our buddy Gen is getting a couple of cars detailed by him and um, and he's mobile. Kevin will come to you. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, he'll come to you. He'll pick up the car, autoworksdetailing.com or go to his Instagram page, autoworksdetailing and give him, shoot him a DM. Tell him we yeah. sent you. Also, uh, are you guys well, thinking about anything? I, we're not, nope. can't really travel over there, but if, uh, if no, I had I'm a car, saying, I'd definitely get him up and well, like, bring him uh, over. I, I would, I would kind of like to do that, but I would hate to have him come over just for my car. But maybe if you guys know you should about it, uh, yeah, I mean, down, you, should, right? you should hit him up. Um, I was going to just clean up my car a little bit, but it doesn't need a full detail because it got it like clean right before the rally. But, um, yeah. You should hit up. Uh, you should up Kevin. He'll come out for that. Yeah, and if you want to take advantage of of right now, the obviously as you're saying, dude. I mean, uh, the, you know, people aren't shopping for cars and paying top dollar right now. But um, you know, if there there are some deals to be had, if you're on the on the buyer end of things, and if you want to have a car shipped directly to Kevin, you can do that also. Oh, uh, Drivingawesome.com forward slash car hyphen shipping, uh, and there's a really cool tool there for you to be able to get an instant quote. And uh, so combine that with Burzo and you're stoked. I mean, now I'm shopping all over the country, right? <laughs> it's supposed to just, leave yeah. Um, you can get a car. I should go down the Burzo. I was going down the Burzo uh, rabbit hole a little bit. I sent you guys a couple ads, but 
it's a good uh, good time killer. Although I feel like it's probably a very uh, weak uh, number of listings at the moment. People who are probably yeah. waiting to sell the car, I would imagine. But like I said, maybe some deals that we had, right? I think that's less for competition. Sure. Totally. I think that's for sure because people are way less willing to go look at a car, or go drive a car with someone, and yeah, mm-hmm. if you're uh, not you know, locked down. That could be a, definitely a thing. Um, I also want to mention yeah. before we get off the, uh, our partners and such, um, Google works, our buddy Forrest came out and uh, met up day one of the rally because we were essentially in his backyard. So he brought his race car 2002 and his other rally 2002. And then Pierre cruised out to, uh, one of our regroups and, uh, it was good to see him. Um, but since we're not meeting up and I can't share this with you guys in person, um, he gave us two of these shelf brackets that he's making with the BMW roundel cast into it. Um, really cool, just, uh, rad garage art. Um, so we'll have to integrate that into the studio somehow, but, uh, yeah. shouts out to Google works. He's still open for business. He made a post the other day where he has a mask on. He's like, this is normal operation for us. It's there. They're doing all sorts of yeah, training yeah. and stuff. And so uh, they're still working and uh, you should support them by buying something for your BMW. Um, I think he's got a lot of cool little stuff in the works. I need to hit him up and see if he's interested in reproducing the, uh, there's a, on the door of an E30 where the, the mirror is, there's a little triangle there uh-huh. that uh-huh. Um, constantly breaks the tabs and, and they're actually like almost on obtainium now. Um, if you were like make that in aluminum or something, or I don't know, some, some sort of, you can make it in plastic too, I guess, cause he does plastic, but, um, I think that would be a thing to remake because they always fall off and break and I should hit them up. Not like there's nothing huh. else better to do, but yeah, it'd be kind of, kind of easy. I mean, saying, I'm saying that as like, I have no real, real idea of how easy <laughs> it is, but did you tell me about the, uh, making a, uh, replacement for the rear pop-out window stuff. That no, no, one, right? that's, that's, a, that's so obscure. Yeah, hmm. that's even more obscure because it's like a, you know, a one or two year only, two model years or something. Yeah. Oh yeah. wait, no, it's more than that. It's more than that, I think. But yeah. Anyways, um, shout out to Cool uh, Works for that. Um, yeah, and then uh, you guys have anything else? I yeah. just want oh, to I say, wanted to ask. Uh, Rally finish up stuff like I kind of I like I went you know thought a little bit about all the different supplies I should bring and pack in my trunk and it's like a first aid kit and I even threw some like toe straps in there just in case and um, I kind of just want to rock that stuff all the time now I kind I kind of want to just yeah. always be ready for yeah why not long distance rally stuff and I I do yeah, kind of kind of should yeah I kind of want to get my medical kit sorted too like i really don't i cracked it open and i was like i don't really know what's in here or how to use that stuff but hmm. maybe throw a few yeah. band-aids in or something I, don't know. <laughs> I know yeah um i got a toe strap too and i threw it in my car and some extra fluids i mean my car is kind of just a rally you know on car anyways but nice to have room for that stuff to just remain in there yeah and have it like lashed down in the right way and stuff yeah, that's that is yeah. another thing—a latch-down system. I don't have that in my E30. Like, it's not the trunk is uh, just a fucking free-for-all. Yeah, right. Yeah, I still want to get a—I want to get a full-size spare 
and just like uh-huh. mounted exposed in the hatch somewhere just yeah. to have. Oh, it's yeah. strapped down. It has yeah. to be strapped. And then you know how have you you know the nine forty four it has the two panels on the rear, like on, on the on each fender? Has these mm-hmm. big deep like wells. I was thinking it'd be really cool to have some like almost like bag fitted bags made for that for huh. stuff like you were oh. talking about, you know, like so you got to talk to uh, Jonathan Ward, right? Yeah. Cause there's tons of room in those things just that you don't want to like throw stuff loose in there. Right. So you want to like make almost like a padded like bag compartment with a, with uh, a, a lid on the top like and, a pelican, and so you can put your first aid kit. And, uh, um, yeah. Not, I mean, it doesn't need to be all like foam and stuff, but, um, there is a company that makes little work bags. I have a few of them. They're, they come in a ton of different sizes, like CRC or something. Uh-huh. Um, uh, anyways, I'm sure you could find something that would fit just like perfect in there, you know? Yeah. Really? Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. Um, um, cool. They come in a lot of different sizes. I don't mean to uh, kill the party, but I do have to run. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, Lane, that sounds like so a nervous maybe, laughter. Maybe a future. <laughs> I know. His maybe, roof's falling apart. Maybe how, a future. How much uh, time? Do, how much time do you have, Art? Uh, none. No time. <laughs> okay. Ooh, so trivia. You want to give us the trivia answer? Yeah. We, uh, you got trivia, Warren? Yes. Yeah, I do. Hang on. Um, you had to go. Hey, wait. Oh. All right, Brian. I wanted to ask you how um, Ali's car was when you drove around the block. I wouldn't have time for that shit. Yeah, we don't have time. But I mean, it's bonkers. Oh well, fuck! I didn't know you were limited by by art. Whatever. <laughs> Apparently, right art now. has a heart yeah. out that he didn't tell anybody about. I don't yeah. Know what yeah. Art, uh, you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Did we lose art? No, I'm here. No, you are there. Still there. He's there. He's okay. There. Okay. It's bonkers though. It's bonkers. Are you okay? I'm okay. Go ahead. Okay. Um Facebook announced that they're gonna give a thousand dollars to all of their employees. Um Whoa. and I, that made me laugh. Uh, because tell me what their median Facebook annual salary is. <laughs> Oh God, it's so high, huh? Uh, two fifty, one ninety. Good guesses. Um, median, one fifty. Ah, uh, two twenty-eight, six fifty-one. Yeah, well, two hundred thousand dollars, and they're gonna give everyone a thousand bucks to set up their home office. <laughs> yeah, oh. it's like, come on, dude. Well, yeah, that. That makes that's about right. To set, I um, mean, for a reason. It's not like yeah. It's like it's not because we don't have work for you. It's because we need you to. Yeah, get some yeah. that makes it sense. makes more yeah, sense right. when you say yeah. to set up your home office. But they have two hundred twenty thousand dollars to set up their home office with. That's I guess that's yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Um, all right, I got to go too because all of my neighbors are out in the cul-de-sac sitting in their lawn chairs. I don't oh, what? There you go. So it's time to get drunk, huh? Nice. Yeah. All right. We'll talk to you guys later. All right, all right dude. Bye. Later. Patreon.com forward slash driving while awesome. 
Go check us out on Patreon and please become a patron of our podcast. It helps us out a lot and you get some cool stuff in return. We give you a weekly podcast, which we title Experts in Automotive Opinion. I think we've done 60 of those so far, something like that. We also give you exclusive Patreon-only stickers, and we'll send you a sticker pack right when you join. Uh, we give discounts and early access to certain events we do, like Camping While Awesome, and we give you first crack at our rallies. Check it out. And join us on patreon.com forward slash driving while awesome. Thank you guys.